pro wrestling wasn't dead here for a minute or two recently, sir. No, just for uh, one afternoon, the afternoon of July 17th at the Fallen Warehouse in Indianapolis. It was alive and well. I hear the first three matches sucked, and I really didn't miss anything at all, though, so glad I wasn't there for those. Your words, not mine. You actually missed four matches, though, because you came in at intermission. It's true. Uh, So I hear all four of those matches sucked, like, uh, you know, I heard Blake got the win over Russ, and, you know, that was... Squashed him. Yeah, just annihilated Jones. Strap changed hands, and folks were stoked about it. Yep, that's pretty much it. That was the opener. Oh, you also missed the match that had a female in it. I had a woman on the show this time. Yeah, because I hear you're, uh, you know, you're about that life. You know, women beating up men and and whatnot. I have some friends on the show that are. They'll tell, they'll tell you all about it, but I can't I can't stooge them off. That's their podcast to discuss what they like. We had a woman on the show this time. That was really cool, but you didn't show up and give her a fair percentage of your viewing attention. Look, I was really there to take photos of the vet. Like that was, that's what I was there for. Your photos of the vet looked great, by the way. Yeah. One of my favorite photos you've ever snapped was that picture of the back of the vet. He does look uh, great from the backside, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Actually, he's, uh, I wasn't sure about his gimmick in general. Like, you know, I feel like I understand the gimmick, not like it's a bad gimmick, but I'm like, yep. man, do people pop for this guy? And they do, which was cool. And then the whole thing just kind of just kind of fit. I understood yep. it, seeing it in person. Yeah, definitely. And the vet is finally catching on. You know, over the last six months or so, he's really caught on. He's a champion at multiple companies now, including OVW, which is a curveball. Didn't think that OVW all of a sudden was going to start actually pushing professional wrestlers. Did he play football before? He didn't. That's what's crazy about this. He's a professional wrestler with a professional wrestling background. Did he lie about having played football? He didn't. All he talks about is being a veteran professional wrestler. Do he and Al sleep with the same women? I have no idea. I mean, they're both veterans. And back in the territory days, these things happen. Man, we just cracked the case. (laughs) That's what it is. Uh, So really the problem, it's not your lack of football career. It's your lack of promiscuity here lately. You really need to step up your game. A lot of my life issues have been attributed to my lack of promiscuity. Only you can correct this. It's also a real waste of college. I tried to professionally wrestle throughout a lot of my college, and I missed all the parties and the fun stuff. You also picked the wrong college for that. I didn't go to a good college for that either. No, I should have went to Ball State. Maybe IU. Nah, Ball used the place to go, Van. Come on. Yeah, I used to get cheered a lot at IU. I had a really devoted and dedicated fan base at Indiana University when I would wrestle down there too. You and your fraternity parties on occasion. I've, I've never been to one, but I imagine they're great. We've well, performed at them. Oh, I've performed at tons of them. And I have a lot of friends who've done characters that are based in being in a frat house, but I don't know if they actually were in frat houses. Can't abbreviate fraternity. It upsets the frat bros. Dude, there is a group of guys at FGW down Cincinnati, and they're Alpha Sigma Sigma. And then their ca- the other shirt has the A, the S, the S. And then just in quotes, it says, we get it. But Alpha Sigma Sigma doesn't exist. That's not a real fraternity. Yeah, but I just it's very witty. Also, I don't think these guys would be allowed into that fraternity. But they're great at playing the part. And on wrestling shows, a thing I hate, Pete, is when people have like a quote-unquote tables match, but they use doors. That's a big thing. And it makes you your company look low-rent and stupid. However, there was a doors match at Future Great Wrestling featuring Alpha Sigma Sigma. I was venting on this to Tony, and then Tony told me there's a reason for it. Because the frat boys had their special door on which they would play beer pong and the bad guys broke their special beer pong door. 
So then they wanted to have a doors match with the other team and send them through doors as a receipt. That makes perfect sense to me. That's storytelling, Pete. That's actually really good. It was kind of at this moment that I realized we've been doing this podcast for a minute. When you use wrestling jargon, and I don't even have to think about it, like you referenced receipt. I know exactly what you mean. It's a receipt. I hope everyone who listens to this by now knows what receipt is. This is episode 135 or 36. What's funny is many episodes ago, we mislabeled one of them, Mm -hmm. and we haven't corrected it. And it's funnier to me that way. You mean number-wise? Yeah, yeah. We're actually one further ahead than what we post. Are we? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Sweet. I thought we fixed that. I thought we were good. Nah, homie. Doesn't matter. Imagine if we never take any of those weeks off, too. Oh, my God. We're two and a half, over two and a half years deep into this. Now, do you think that the podcast is directly attributable? Or I'm sorry. Yeah, the podcast. How do I best phrase this? You think the podcast is the entire reason that you had such a large straw at the warehouse? Mostly. Yeah, because we were able to get the promotional stuff in the week of the show. So people had an extra three or four days to learn about the show, and they came to the show. A few people at the show are very disappointed to have found out you were at the show, and they don't know who you are. Two loyal listeners were like, wait, was Pete there? Because I really needed to meet Pete, because I hear him talk all the time. I need to know. I think I want to show up in different disguises to every show, so that even people who maybe do know me don't know that I was at the show. You should have a huge cop mustache. Wear a hat. That's it. A cop would never wear a hat. Yeah, mustache and a hat. Most of them do when they're out in public. They try and blend in. I'm like, yes, but you're trying to blend in looks like every person trying to blend in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those those little listeners are sad that you they didn't know you were there. Actually, Pete, I'm be honest. I didn't know you were there till later because you snuck in. I did. I'll have everyone know I did buy a ticket, though. I was there full price for that ticket. Yeah, you didn't need to though. But I did, bro. You, I didn't even know. I didn't know you were at the show until two or three hours after the show when you posted a photo, a really good one that you took at the show. <laughs> and then I immediately turned to one of the friends who was at the show. I was like, "Hey, dude, did you see Pete?" And he's like, "Nah." And we were pretty sure you weren't there. But hey, you snuck in. Very mysterious. Good surveillance. Yeah, I mean, I came in just in time to see a, a ring announcer I'm not familiar with talk about intermission. I was slightly disappointed he didn't push your signature drink a little more, though. I will say that. The Shining Wizard? Yeah. So, yeah, the drinks. This, we had special drinks, this show. We're sponsored by Hunt Club Distillery in Sheridan. So I, I recommend following them and checking out their, their spirits. We had the Shining Wizard. That was mine. It had whiskey and amaretto and something else. Then we had the Veteran, which was gin and a couple other things. It should have really been a little bit of Coke, some whiskey, and spit. That should have been his drink. You know, uh, Tony nailed it with what the veteran should have been. You know what he thought the veteran should have been? Set. Straight shot of whiskey. That's it. No, nothing else. And he's right. If I hadn't already told the people at Foling the three drink ideas I had, then it would have just been a straight shot of whiskey. And then the Black Diamond was the other one named after Ace Perry, and that was their vodka one. Uh, The three of those people also don't drink. They don't drink? Yeah, the three people that had drinks named after them don't drink. I didn't know that Ace didn't drink. No. Too many offspring. He had to reel it in. Yeah, he does all that stuff sober. Oh, good old Ace. Crop top for like half the match, dude. What the hell? Yeah, he took it off at a strategic time to get a reaction from the crowd. It's not his first rodeo. Mm. Ace gets so much better every day. Every day? so good. Every day. Every single time I see him, I'm like, man, that guy's so good at what he does. He's even better than the last time I saw him. This is terrible because I can only reference three matches at the end. I can only make fun of uh, Javi, uh, Savio 
for biting a- mm-hmm. yep. and uh you know ace and a ron who have not seen before but see, uh, quite the match and then you know see savio is very lucky that the referee of his match turned 18 a few weeks ago because they had a female referee and at the end he bit her butt and that could have been construed as some type of weird sexual harassment she did look like a very young lady she's very young she just turned 18 so he's really lucky that he kept his mouth on an 18 year old and not on a 17 year old one although she uh i think she did a good job with her uh with her involvement in the match man she's great she didn't phone it in no no she's a very committed referee she's been refereeing for six or eight months now she's very good she's gonna be a good little wrestler too when when we finally get her in the ring having matches she one of your young boys yep she's my young girl not my youngest anymore now i have a younger student i have a 16 year old now oh so it's uh omen wrestling school and babysitting yeah kind of it's it's been that even when i have 25 year olds who taught db how to dance though oh man i can't say db because i'm normally talking about bostic i'm talking about dutch boy this time though oh i was gonna ask i didn't know if you saw dylan at the show he was there though oh i saw him at the show yeah he was he was kind of gone by the time you got there well and he was rolling with an entourage i didn't need to interject into that but i saw dutch boy strutting his stuff a little bit hey dutch boy did great at the show Dutch, dutch boy platinum and savio leone had a great match the Dutch boy's got himself some swagger I don't know if I've seen before. Or maybe it's always been there, because I've never seen him live. Oh, it's there, man. D- Dutch has got something. He has that innate charisma. People just want to get into him. Russ could learn a thing or two. I'd like to see Russ uh, dance a little bit. I think it'd be good for his gimmick. Different, different swags here. Nope, nope. I want to see. Different swags here. Vin Diesel used to break dance. I'd like to see Russ Jones break that really? out center of the ring. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But if you saw him do that after watching Fast and the Furious, it would kill Vin Diesel. Or I just want to see him do it in the next film. I, I tried to watch Fast 9 when I was flying recently, and I watched like 10 or 20 minutes, and I had to shut it off. It was bad. It's so brutal. That actually would wreck Russ, wouldn't it? Just doing something that out of character? Yeah. Yeah, it's not good for you. Don't do it. Man, well, what was your match of the evening? Uh, you know, uh, so I I loved my match. Myself versus the veteran Jack Vaughn. It's probably one of my favorite matches I've ever had. But Pete, man, it did a number on me. Yeah, I could tell you really put your shoulder into that one. I did. I, I, I put the weight of the world on my shoulder, and then my shoulder went out. I was trying to do everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I blew my shoulder in the match, and I got whiplash because I damaged my shoulder six months ago in my match with Jake something. I've been physical therapy in it for months. I was getting it back to normal again. Then I ran a Spartan race a few weeks ago, hurt it again, and then it totally went out at the beginning of the match. So I thought I tore my rotator cuff. And I say that because I once hurt my labrum and this is a totally different type of injury. So I thought it was a rotator cuff. And then at one point my arm went out and I fell neck first onto the steel turnbuckle and I got whiplash and a weird looking hickey. Then I had to go to the doctor a few times this week. I think you're lying because what I know about the vet is he and Venetia are really good friends. And so you finally got those receipts that were coming to you with how dangerous you are of Venetia. Hey, the veteran, the veteran did hurt me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie and say the veteran didn't hurt me. I didn't hurt him, though. But I did take the world's most sick powerbomb. It's on the at Wyver Wrestling page and on the at Vet Jack Vaughn page. And, oh, man, it, it warped me. Ruined my life a little bit. What's his normal finisher? The Lariat. Uh, now that night it was the powerbomb. Huge clothesline. Sure. Yeah, huge clothesline. He went for the Lariat later. Didn't work out. But the powerbomb sure felt like finish. Yeah, so at one point, uh, when I slipped out, like I went over the ropes, my arm went out, and I hit my neck on the 
steel turnbuckle, which for those who don't know, it's the piece that holds the rope to the steel post. It's this long thing called a turnbuckle. People always think the turnbuckle means the pad. It means the piece of steel connecting the rope to the steel post. Why would they think the turnbuckle is the pad? Why would that not just be that? Whatever. Never mind. Yeah, because the turnbuckle is the thing that turns. Yeah. To tighten it. But wrestling students and wrestlers all the time think it's the pad because under the pad, there's a hook. And a lot of times in matches, somebody will grab someone's head and go to run it into the hook. But the hook has the pad on it. So people think they what they heard was you're running someone's head into the turnbuckle. So they just automatically assume that the turnbuckle is the reference phrase for the pad that's covered by the hook. And I suppose if you're calling something, that would be the geographic area. I suppose you'd say, yeah, I'd hit the turnbuckle, something like that, and and do whatever if you're yep. trying to instruct. And you're like, hey, this is what I need you to do. Yeah. Yeah. So people just, they think that it means something different than what it actually does mean, but they're not half the time wrong. Right? Not half the time wrong. Right. Right. So, yeah. So I hit my neck on the turnbuckle part, the part that turns, got whiplash. Uh, then I had to go to the doctor a few times this week. He said, I didn't tear my rotator cuff though. Turns out I hurt my bicep tendon. So I had to get a cortisone shot and then I can't do anything until like a, for like a week. So until like tomorrow. And then, um, hopefully I'll be okay to do stuff again in a few weeks. Could he do anything about the sand? No. Sand is just there. Okay. Yep. It's stuck there. Yeah. So, uh, in, in theory, I'll be good in a few weeks. I don't have anything to train for right now, Pete. I'm super unmotivated. I need something to train for. What would you train for? Because you said that July is, in general, when a lot of shows don't dare to run because they're competing with outdoor activities and Mm -hmm. our giant Nancys. Yeah, July is a down month. Everyone's on vacation. Everyone has everything to do. There's so many options for outdoor things. So July is a really bad month. But we did pack the full-in warehouse. So that was great. I'm really happy about that. But I don't really have anything on the books. The only thing I have on the books, Pete, is this morning, a company from the Czech Republic sent me a message about coming in in November. So if I can stay motivated for the next what four or five months, then I could always say that that is what I'm training for. Is it because you travel that you get these solicitation messages from other countries? Because I don't imagine that like, you know, Blake is getting them or, or folks mm-hmm. who are, you know, not to pick on Blake, but just folks who haven't been international. Yeah. Like they're probably not getting blown up. No, no, no. Well, especially again, none of my students are going to get those messages because they haven't established themselves. The only reason I get them is because I go to Europe and I've been going kind of often. So I say I train at one school and then a few of those guys wrestle somewhere else. Then they'll say, Hey, we had a really good seminar with Jake Oman. And then the pr- people know who I am. So then they can send me a message or I send them one. So about half the time it's me sending them a message and the other half time it's them sending me a message first. So like half time I reach out, half time they reach out. For instance, I went to Barcelona and trained to Lucha Libre Barcelona for a week. A few of the guys from there uh, reached out to other friends. Like, well, there's one dude in Poland uh, who's Spanish, and now he helped me talk to that company. And now they have a hookup with a company in Italy. So now I'm trying to get in that company, right? But it it works out in all these different weird ways where now uh, a few people I've worked with in other countries work for this place in the Czech Republic. So now I'm trying to figure out a way to go there. It's tricky though, because this is a very, very small company. So we have to get real creative with our bookkeeping to make it work. And you come from a large American company. A huge American company. Yes, yeah, very impressive. So do you 
send tape anymore to kind of accompany you or they know who you are? Uh, I just, they usually just look at my Instagram. You know, they look at my following this and that. They look at the video clips. I send matches. I don't know if anyone watches them anymore. Well, do you think if you were still sending tape, do you ever show tape of you receiving like a vicious power bomb as opposed to administering it? Like, would that make your highlight reel? Uh, fun fact was someone recently, I think it was the Vet Jack Vaughn said, uh, does anyone ever, but a UFC guy post a video of him getting knocked out. So don't do that, which it makes complete sense. That's right. No one says, man, look at me, eat this kick. So you don't get anywhere by saying, look, I can give as well as receive. Like you see how well I took all of that. In our business, it kind of could help you. I would think. Yeah. In our business, it kind of could help you. I'm a guy that makes other people look good, which is actually how I, I wound up getting a handful of other shows later was like, I wrestled this real young guy with a lot of promise and he sent that tape everywhere in Europe and got himself booked on feds. And then those feds knew who I was from that tape, not realizing the match was only good because of me. And that's a tough thing too. you know, the appropriate amount of, of sell, because some people can deliver a move appropriately, but if you're working with a young boy who's new and totally botched it, you don't necessarily want to embarrass them mm-hmm. by saying, look, dude, you really screwed this up. So it's like, this is really not how a suplex works, but like you're still there to put on, I mean, you're there to be entertained and mm-hmm. so I don't know, that'd be tough. I'm happy that that dude got all these shows because then he got better because he worked all these places, right? And the powers that be probably figured out at some point, I'm the reason why the match was good. It's, but it's my job also to make him look good. Yeah. I want to go to Europe and make all these dudes look great because then they'll remember me later and they'll be like, oh man, yeah, Jake's the man. Like he helps out a lot. And then maybe they'll run a show at some point in the future. That's how I got booked in um, my one of my favorite companies in Denmark. I made the Danish promoter look amazing. And I was teaming with another guy. And then years later, my partner started running shows And I was able to reconnect with that other promoter and then they used me on their shows later. So I want to make everyone look as good as possible because then down the road, they might be like, oh yeah, Jake's going to be in in Europe. So we should give him some money to come in and do a seminar. I'm not even trying to pull back the curtain too terribly much in all honesty, but I'm thinking, dude, if you sustain an injury and you're trying to finish the match, because again, people paid for a ticket, Mm -hmm. that's a team effort. It's like, no, man, I'm I'm really jacked up. You're going to have to help me get through this. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if I'd blown a knee instead of my, like my shoulder, I can work around a little bit and at least tough through the pain. But if I blown a knee or something, it's going to be a little different. So you have to make sure to like take care of your dude as you're going through, right? Right. Yeah, I could go out and annihilate this guy because I have that ability, but I'm not really telling a story. Nope. Which sometimes is telling a story. Like if you had Russ versus good old, what's his face, the leprechaun, whose name I can't ever remember. Oh, Hornswoggle? Yeah. It's like, all right, Russ crushes Hornswoggle. This just makes sense. That's the only way this could go. I'd pay to see it. I'd pay to see Russ beat up a small person. Will you book the Swoggle on your next show against Russ? I would think about it. (laughs) I don't like him as a human being. I would love to see him get squashed by Russ. Put the title on the line. I bet the Swoggle shows up. Yeah, hey, man, I'm sure if the Venmo goes through, he'll show up. Uh, It also reminds me, I thought of something else. Uh, So I've coached in uh, Barcelona twice now, and I told the story previously about how there's this coach in Barcelona who is a know-it-all and thinks he's better than me, and he tried to steal all my drills and write all my stuff down, right? That's how you learn, by stealing. Yeah. So I did a drill with my students yesterday in training. Very difficult one. A very advanced footwork drill. It's very confusing. They did it really well, though. Like, they crushed it. So I put two videos up on my Instagram of it. 
And now that dude messaged me, which is weird because he doesn't follow me. So I don't know how he saw the video, but he responded to it. So, hey, man, do you mind if I go ahead and swipe that and have my students do it? Also, what, how would I tell him how to do it? And I want to respond back. There's no way you can teach this drill because you're not good enough and you don't understand why I'm doing it. Like the only person that can honest, really teach this one is me. But that's a dumb question for other reasons. Do you mind if I swipe this? And also, how do I do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I see the value in this as a coach. Could you teach me how to coach people how to do that? Yeah. Well, I should phrase, he was like any pointers on how to teach it, right? So he might understand the basic idea. However, the basic idea of this is a very advanced, complex idea. I don't know if anyone would be able to coach it as well as I would, and I came up with it. I've never been to a company where they practiced any drill like this because it's real hard. I hearken back to the suplex I mentioned earlier. Yeah, I know what this should look like in general. Any pointers on how I can teach someone how to do it? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You, There's a lot that you have to know to be able to execute this. That's dumb to me. Mm-hmm. And then you're just going to screw it up. Something bad's going to... You're not going to get out of it what you think you are. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to coach it, you yep. can't instruct other people how to do it. Yeah. It's ignorant. Yeah, it is. It is. People, it's ignorant. That's why you need to work for a large American company. Yeah. Not a small, small Czech company. But yeah, it was uh that was the Fulling Warehouse, uh, Pete and uh, White River Wrestling on July seventeenth. I'm really happy with how it went. You guys in talks for uh, perhaps another booking there? We are. In theory, December eleventh is our pencil in date. That's not announced yet. I need to make sure to touch base with the venue and see what we got going on. I'd like to try and get a few more dates on the books. Sheridan, where we did the fourth of July show, wants to get us on the books again too. So we might be doing that too, Pete. Might be hard to compete with that warehouse though, man. I was I was really impressed about the setup. Folks had food from Goodfellas, drink from uh, from the warehouse there. Mm-hmm. Seemed to be enjoying themselves. And that the DJ got, got some butts out of seats a little bit too. Got them up and moving. I should ask, which DJ, male or female? The male. Ah, yes, yes. Funny enough, uh, I hired this great DJ. It's at DJ Just Will, by the way, for the show. Uh, but he couldn't be there for the first half of the show. So he had his apprentice DJ there for the first half of the show. And then he showed up somewhere around the time you did. That's kind of funny. He didn't look like he was working real hard, but he brought a lot of swagger. And uh, so in general, I was thinking, oh, so he must have an assistant. But apprentice makes more sense mm-hmm. to where it's like, all right, I'm going to supervise. You know, you go through, do your thing. Because so I was just thinking, man, this other chick is largely doing all the work. But uh, no, that... That is a real backhanded compliment. I really do think he did a good job. Yeah, and he's great, man. You know, actually, that dude, you know, he's choreographed music videos for a bunch of really famous people. Name two that aren't R. Kelly. Oh, man, I should have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall, but he's got like 600,000 Instagram followers. Like, he goes out to L.A. sometimes to choreograph music videos. And what I thought was neat for your match, he left the booth to get up and watch the match. Then again, I don't find that as a negative. Like the dude mm. seemed end what was going on, which was cool to me. Yeah. You're a great dude. I was always too petrified to move anywhere away from the button that I would need to potentially need to hit next. to ring the bell and, and that yeah. kind of thing. I did not have that level of comfort. See, another thing I should have done was have them, the, have the bell ring programmed into the system this time. Cause one of the production errors that bothered me was the fact that the person ringing the bell was not hitting it hard. It was not a loud bell ring. That was like step one. Like, hey, man, I'm going to have you hit the bell until I had one that was running through the speakers that was loud. He goes, you said specifically, no one hits this hard enough. Beat the shit.
out of this bell. I, did I say that? You said it to me. Perfect. Yeah. I'm so glad I said that. That's what it needs to be. That's why the very start of our episode is one loud bell strike and someone yelling, go. That's a very Japanese thing, and it's right. Your tunes? How long have you been uh, rolling out to the new tunes? Oh, dude, I've been coming out that for a long time. Not you that are, long. You are out of the game. I know. Yeah, Pop Smoke got it on me. It's my track now. Uh, but YouTube doesn't want it to be. So it says that I can't monetize my video because it's got 17 seconds of something owned by Capital Media. Yeah, you'll have that. There's ways around it if you cut it up a little bit. Yeah, I'm trying to make that happen right now. But YouTube's a real pain in the ass when it comes to stuff like that. They got to get their money. Yeah, and they don't want me to get money. No. What's funny, though, because y'all didn't have a lot of ramp to work with. That was my only thing is like, oh, man, like it's hard to it's hard to take it all in. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of pop that happens when you walk down. And the just ramp. A, yeah. And we just only had a few feet. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah. If we knew we were going to pack the house out more, say we had 300, 400 people pre-sold, we would have went to a different uh, different one of the cages in the buildings. The buildings divided up into cages like those netted areas. We would have went to a bigger one, but we're going to be a smaller one if it's going to be compact. But yeah, it's a very short entrance way. It felt pretty full. Yeah. Oh, and it was. And it was super dope. We even had more people in that cage last time. But I'm not satisfied, Pete, until we're hitting the 500, 600 range here. This is what we need. Indianapolis needs this. What I wasn't satisfied with was the same crowd members who, when I was going for a photo, managed to stand up at that same time. Get your face out of the way. Or I need generic back of the head. I can't have your face stealing from the subject. I appreciate that. Yeah, back of the head is fine. I've always felt that way. I'm good with back of the head. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. I think that sums it up. You know, everyone uh, make sure to follow out off the cliff pod and at Wire of Wrestling uh, if you want to keep up to date on when we're going to be back. Uh, at Multimedia Hustles throwing up some sick shots of the show lately, so I'd follow them too. And I do have to shout out Jamie because she was gracious enough to say you should have come sat with me. And my fault. I appreciate that sentiment. Though. That was very kind. And she's also one of the people who doesn't know what you look like, right? That's right. That's extra funny. I'll be wearing a hat next time. So look for the guy with the hat. Next time you need to creepily just go up and sit at the table and not say anything. Therefore, she doesn't recognize your voice. And just go with the whole, oh, yeah, I'll have to change my voice. But you don't remember me? And just see if she'll rack her brain and be like, wait, what? I'm like, You could do a different accent every time. What's Canadian sound like? Uh, I don't want to try it. I bad impersonations. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, the only good impersonation I do is AJ Styles. What a bad impersonation to be good at. I know. It's a weird one. It's only because I have a friend from California who has an AJ Styles story that I've retold a bunch of times, and I have to come off really uh, creepy and redneck with it. My favorite is your Cupid, but that's... Oh, that's pretty good. No one knows who that is. Yeah, people know what AJ Styles sounds like. Yeah, uh, anyway, uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, If you came out to the show, thanks for coming out to the show. If not, you should catch us next time, and uh, we'll catch you next week.